Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Pod. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and joining me on this episode is Judy Stick, Vice President Content over at the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. In her role, Judy oversees the International Foundation educational programs, including online learning courses, webinars, and over 100 annual in-person educational events. Gosh, she is a busy person. As an employee benefits expert, Judy closely follows emerging employee benefits issues and trends, ensuring that the International Foundation's 32,000 members, who represent more than 25 million lives, are informed and empowered. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, Julie regularly speaks on healthcare, retirement, and other employee benefit topics, and has been quoted by numerous media outlets, including The Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Forbes, CNBC, Yahoo, and of course now... She's on the HR Chat Show. Hey, Julie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Bill. I really appreciate being here. So, Julie, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you take a minute or so and tell our listeners a bit more about yourself? We'll we'll get into the foundation in just a moment, but let's start by uh, learning a bit more about you. Well, thank you. I am uh, someone who's, you know, didn't intend to become a benefits nerd, but I came to the foundation quite some time ago. Uh, to to provide um, member services to our members and really immersed myself in the topic of benefits and I have become uh, passionate about it. And so I've been working at the foundation for a long time and happy to impart what I know. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Julie, what's the thing that you love the most about your job? Oh, that's a good question. I, I, I know it probably sounds dopey, but I really believe in the mission of what we do. And so that just keeps me fueled and going every day. But I also love the people that I work with, um, both here at the foundation and all our members and volunteers. I really enjoy working with them. I'd say that's a pretty good answer. Well done, well done. Um, Okay, Uh, I'm gonna challenge you now. In 90 seconds or less, Julie, tell me a bit about the mission of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans and how it helps employers and employees. Okay, here we go. So our mission is to provide education to the benefits community, and that is any and all people who work with employee benefits. So this can be benefits or HR managers who work in corporations or for cities and counties. We also educate those who work with collectively bargained pension and benefit plans. And we also work with the service providers who advise about benefits. So those are um, professionals like attorneys, accountants, actuaries, and insurance brokers. And we serve members in both the US and Canada. And our goal is to keep um, employers and plan sponsors aware of what's happening 
help educate them on how to keep their benefit plans compliant so they don't get into trouble. And also to make sure that what they're providing is going to um, then segue onto the, the employee, the, the, the lives of the workers they touch to help with their financial security. We are headquartered in Brookfield, Wisconsin, which is a city right outside of Milwaukee. And I understand that you guys got the best cheese curds in the US. Is that right? We indeed have wonderful cheese curds, yes. <laughs> now then, uh, I always get nervous when I'm interviewing another podcast host. And you have been the co-host of the Talking Benefits podcast for, I think you said, about eight years before we hit record today, along with uh, Justin Held and Anne Patterson. We always like to acknowledge the work of fellow podcasters on the HR Chat Show. Uh, I have uh, some insight into uh, how difficult it can be. Uh, tell me a bit about your show, and maybe you can highlight any guests or topics that have left a particularly big impact on you. Happy to do that. Yes, I am very much a proud host of that. We call ourselves the Pod, uh, pod Squad Team. And um, we try to do our best to cover important topics that are impacting our listeners on a day-to-day -day basis in their work. And so this is topics like retirement security, mental and physical well-being. Uh, we talk about newish types of benefits that are emerging, like student loan debt repayment or fertility benefits. We talk about flexible work. And then we also want to make sure we're keeping our members up to date on the impact of new legislation. Like, for example, the SECURE Act, there was first the first version and 2.0 that impacted retirement plans. Uh, but I do have to confess that one of my favorite episodes was a Star Wars themed episode. We did that on May the 4th. Uh, it's called In a Benefits Plan Far, Far Away. And we mused over, for example, who is Yoda's employer? Is he really an employee or is he an independent contractor? So that was one of my favorite episodes. In the fast-changing new world of work, organizations that want to succeed must support their teams to develop the right skills for today and for the future. As practical learning experts, Halt EF Corporate Education helps organizations and employees of all levels to develop the critical business skills, attitudes, and behaviors they need to be successful. We combine the expertise and agility of a boutique learning partner with the resources of a trusted, global organization. Learn more at HaltEF.com. Now then, the foundation recently announced a strategic alliance with the Wellness Council of America. Congratulations. How will the new partnership expand benefits and wellness education opportunities and impact the lives of the millions that you guys help? Well, yes, we are excited that we um, did uh, put together this partnership and strategic alliance with Welcoa. Uh, we have shared the mission of educating about wellness for decades now independently. So we're combining resources and efforts now to move forward to support the industry. And really at the center of this partnership is a dedication to our members. And we're now able to bridge a knowledge gap and deliver more value to our members so they can thrive in their role supporting wellness and benefits. We're really excited to move forward and see where this takes us. 
Once in a while an event series is born that shakes things up, it makes you think differently, and it leaves you inspired. That event is Disrupt HR. The format is 14 speakers, 5 minutes each, and slides rotate every 15 seconds. If you're an HR professional, a CEO, a technologist, or a community leader and you've got something to say about talent, culture or technology, Disrupt is the place. It's coming soon to a city near you. Learn more at disrupthr.co. Let's switch focus a little bit now. Uh, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on how the pandemic and everything that's happened as a result of the pandemic, everything is accelerated, you know, things like unlimited vacations, remote working, flexible hours, um, the demand for more autonomy, the four day work week. How are these things shaken up the employee benefit space? And as we continue to return to to normalcy, if there's if that's even a thing, um, have more traditional benefits like health cover and retirement plans come back to the foreground? That is a really great question. We are definitely experiencing a big shift in employee benefits and the need to meet what employees are looking for now. We all know there's that uh, huge staffing shortage and everybody's scrambling for key talent. So we need to provide benefits that are going to be the best to attract the best people and then also to keep them with us, to retain them. So and the, they do, the benefits do look different compared with pre-pandemic, as you mentioned. Certainly tried and true offerings like employer paid health insurance and matching a retirement savings plan contribution in a 401k plan, for example, those have still remained a priority for employers and they are a must for employees when they're looking for a job. But we're also seeing um, an emphasis on other types of benefits that employees are really looking for. They want flexible work hours. They want to be ha want to have a, a four day or a shortened work week. They want the ability to work remotely. They want to be able to um, figure out a way to blend their work and their personal home lives, right? We were able to do that a bit during the pandemic out of necessity, we had to, and employees are still looking for that. Mental and physical health and wellness, uh, all of that is still important, very necessary. We need insurance coverage for various types of therapy for mental well-being. Um, employee, employers are looking at in, in stress management training or employee resource groups or giving people time off during the workday to attend sessions if they need to. Employees really want a sense of belonging in the workplace and they want support as they grow their careers. They want to find purpose and belonging. Um, and, and employees are also looking for more inclusive benefits that cover gender affirmation healthcare. They are looking for fertility benefits, more support for working parents and caregivers. All of that is on their radar. So there's a lot more for benefit managers to take into consideration when they're looking at what they're offering to their employees. I'd love to get your thoughts now on what are some of the current key issues when it comes to mental health and suicide prevention in the workplace? I mean, again, this is connected, of course, to the aftermath of the pandemic. From, from you know, everything that you read, everything that you hear, what are some of those 
key issues regarding mental health, suicide prevention in the workplace, and what can employees do to help prevent them? And maybe as part of your answer, Julie, you can also share what, what are the challenges associated with some of these issues, such as you know stigma attached to, to mental illnesses? Right now, depression, stress, and anxiety rates are on the rise, and people really are not finding it easy to get the treatment that they need. Um, in the workplace, mental illness can result in, in employees' decreased engagement, in satisfaction and morale, and it can also result in absenteeism and presenteeism. Uh, by that last term, I mean that's when an employee is actually on the job, but because they may be ill or distracted, they're not giving their work 100%. So all of these factors, of course, result in decreased productivity. And then also mental illness and substance use disorders can negatively impact physical health as well. And this can increase an employer's health care costs. So all of that, aside from just the it's the right thing to do to care about employees' mental well-being, there's also a practical reason for employers to care. Now, you mentioned stigma. Certainly one of the biggest challenges is stigma, and that is both internal, which is the shame that an individual with mental illness may feel, and external stigma, which is the way people with mental illness are perceived by others. And both types of these stigma get in the way of positive action. Now, before the pandemic, the stigma surrounding some mental illnesses like depression and anxiety was waning a little bit, but it was still very pervasive surrounding more severe conditions like bipolar disorder and with things like um, suicidal thoughts and substance use disorders. But then, as you mentioned, the pandemic hit, it brought everything it brought with it, right? And the only good thing I think that came out of the pandemic was a greater awareness of and recognition that mental illness is indeed an illness. It's not indicative of a weakness in character or that someone just can't cope. It's real, it's a health care issue, it's not anyone's fault, and it impacts so many people. We all, as you mentioned, we, we all experience grief and isolation and loneliness and job loss and financial insecurity and uncertainty. And we realized that we could and should talk a lot about our mental health challenges. But stigma still does exist. And it's a challenge, especially for the workplace, because employees will feel uncertain if they should go ahead and talk to someone about their condition. They, they often will take great pains to mask the symptoms that they have out of fear of judgment or discrimination. They might be afraid their job is at risk and they, they often won't even seek help. And if employers and coworkers notice something, they're nervous about saying anything, they may not want to, they may not even you know, know what to say or how to say it. So all of this is a challenge for the workplace Another challenge for the workplace is that there is a shortage of mental health care providers and a lack of network adequacy. And this impacts everything right, inside and outside the workplace. This is resulting in long wait times and limited options for those who are suffering. And it also, not only does it impact employees who are suffering, but if they have a family member who's suffering and they can't get help, it, it 
all of that comes into the workplace with them. Can people get access if they have an immediate crisis right away? Or if they have other challenges, are they going to be able to get help soon before the situation escalates? Okay, so what are some of those solutions to help employers? Maybe you could summarize a few of those. Sure. Now, there are a variety of treatment benefits that employers can offer, things like access to inpatient and outpatient care. The outpatient care can be in-person or virtual. Employers can also cover treatments like prescription drug therapies and psychological testing. One important thing that employers should consider offering is training, either for supervisors or for all employees. Options include suicide prevention gatekeeper training and mental health crisis training. And these programs can help supervisors and colleagues observe changes in mood and behavior in others and then link those who are at risk uh, for crisis or suicide to the help that they need. And in addition to training, employers can also provide access to employee assistance programs, also known as EAPs. They can also arrange for on-site peer support group meetings. Often employees may be hesitant to share their challenges with their supervisor or with HR, but they may be willing to talk with a colleague who's been through challenges of their own and is open about talking about it. Now, generally utilization of EAPs is, has been traditionally low. We did see some uptick in utilization during the pandemic, which makes some sense, but it's still lower than I think what anyone really wants. But there are some newer options available for employers to provide. Uh, for example, access to mental health and therapy apps. And then there's something called concierge vendors, and they provide mental health solutions too, like they can make, provide access to providers with shorter wait times. They can provide teletherapy and actual texting options between the patient and the provider. And they also provide self-led digital cognitive behavioral therapy lessons and exercises. And also newer kind of being explored is using artificial intelligence, like a chat bot that individuals can use to help themselves cope with daily stressors. And these products offer EAP-like resource referral services, uh, data analytics, and navigator-like support. Now, if employers are looking for resources here in the U.S., they can turn to SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services I'm sorry, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, and to NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And I will mention that the International Foundation does have a toolkit available um, for anyone to access on our website at ifedp.org slash mental health. Okay, okay, thank you very much. So again, as part of my homework ahead of this interview today, I noticed that the 69th Annual Employee Benefits Conference is coming up and it's going to feature none other than Dr. Sanjay Gupta as the keynote. Uh, it's happening in October in beautiful Boston. If you're looking mm -hmm. for any HR magazines to cover the event, <laughs> we'd be terribly <laughs> interested. Um, and uh, my understanding is that uh, you are an employee of 33 years at the foundation. I, I didn't know that they hired children, but I guess that's how it, oh, it must have been. Um, <laughs> so you must have seen a fair few of these conferences. Yes, Julie. Um, 
in 60 seconds or less. Judy, tell me about the event. Uh, yes, this is really a huge event for us. It's our largest conference of the year. We bring in about 5,000 uh, attendees which who are employers and plan sponsors. And then we have about uh, an exhibit hall with more than 200 exhibitors. And we offer more than 130 sessions on topics like healthcare, retirement, wellness, investing, and more. We're thrilled to have Dr. Gupta with us. He's going to be talking about wellness, which is one of our strategic efforts in educating. And you can find more information about us at ifedp.org, US Annual. And I hope some of our listeners will consider attending. And just finally for today, though, Judy, how can our listeners learn more about the foundation? And of course, how can they connect with you? Our website is ifdp.org, and we have a wealth of information there on what we offer. We have a lot of resources that are available to, to non-members to access, but we also have a lot of things for our members um, as value adds. We provide free webcasts and for members and a lot of wealth of information there. We do provide some webcasts where we'll tell more to non-members about what we offer. And um, certainly anyone can find me on LinkedIn or, or reach out to any of us and we're happy to share more information. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Judy Stick, I think you're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much for being my guest today. Well, thank you, Bill. I'm really thrilled to have been here and it was very fun talking with you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.